This is our second service on love. We've been shuffling the decks a bit. David's still not quite very well. And so um, rather than having the two-week gap that I was expecting, um, stuck with me again this week. But last week, we looked very much at what love looks like from the perspective of the writer of 1 John. You can spot the deliberate mistake on the slide on the screen if you want to. We discovered what John saw love and what he saw it as being made visible by. That's the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. In God loving us before we loved him, John says, there is no fear in love. We can't earn God's love. It's freely given. Therefore, our love for others, our service to God, can be free from fear, free from the fear that he's going to stop loving us, free from the fear that we're not loving him enough. Yay. John, as we noted last week, goes round and round and round his key themes of light and love. And he mentions love, God's agape love, a number of times. And David Jackman, we thought about last week, said that you have to imagine when you're reading John's gospel, you're walking up a spiral staircase with a statue in the middle. And wherever you stop and look at the statue, you get a slightly different view of what love is. And in exploring love last week, we saw that God's love is active. It's not confined to the words of a book, even a holy book. It's seen, it's touched, it's experienced through the actions of individual Christians, through you and through me. We were able to consider what love might look like to us and understand how immense, how amazing God's agape love is even when compared to the most altruistic acts of human love. In considering John's writing, we learned that John writes to those he loves with the same quality of love that God has for him. And we understood that we're called to love and called to love others in the same way. Love one another, John says to his churches. So today we're going to consider what it means to love one another. It wouldn't be me if I didn't slip an icon in there. That's a picture of um, an icon of the Lord's Supper. I'll leave you to kind of spot where Jesus is. It's not particularly subtle, but um, it's all about uh, sharing and being around the table. We need to remember that when the Jewish Christians gathered around the table that made up John's church, they were largely illiterate. They would have grown up with the Old Testament scriptures being read to them. But this new church, this new way of life, didn't have many written texts. The Gospels were still, even at the time that John wrote this letter in about AD 90, just emerging as written pieces of evidence of Jesus' life. It would be a couple of hundred years before the canons of scripture would be agreed. So what attracted people to the early church? What attracted people to Christians? How did the Holy Spirit reveal Jesus to people, not just in ones and twos, but in thousands? If it wasn't through the written word, how did it happen? Well, we know from the, the New Testament that the word was spoken. It was preached. It was proclaimed. But we know from John that we shouldn't just proclaim in word only 
but in action and in truth. And so we can see it was because the love of God flowed out of individual Christians, out of these new Christians. It almost even oozed out of every pore. And therefore it could be seen and experienced in the way they lived their lives, in the way they treated their fellow Christians, and even how they treated those who weren't Christian, even those who persecuted them. It was even seen in the way they died. So let's look at our reading for today. Loving one another. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, How can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and with truth. So how does the love of God, his agape love, demonstrate itself in the life of our fellowship, God's church here in Breton? What does it mean for us to love one another? When people come to our church, do they see the love of God in action? Are we, to them, like Jesus in this world? Now, we're going to explore this in the Good Methodist Baptist tradition um, using three W's, welcome, well-being, and witness. And here's a starting point, a golden thread that runs through welcome, well-being, and witness. The way we love each other as Christians and the way we love those who are not part of the church and are not Christians is a visible manifestation of God's agape love. We're called to be both a sign and a signpost. This is love, our actions say. And this is the one whose love inspires us, compels us, enables us to love you. A sign and a signpost. So, Let's commence and have a look at welcome. And if you want to see the vibrant version of the um, image, you can turn around and look at the screen at the back because it's a bit brighter. As we talk about welcome, we recognise that while John largely focused his comments on the relationships between Christians, we're going to expand that by looking at how we as Christians respond to others outside the church as well. Welcome. It means more than shaking someone's hand at the door and saying hello to them. The cultural expectation of the early church, for centuries before that and centuries afterward that, had been that you welcomed someone into your home who was a stranger as if they were part of your own family. Do we welcome strangers into our fellowship as if they were family? Is the love we show to them the same as we would show our own? Is the love we offer unconditional or is it conditional? Do we unconsciously send out the message, we will love you if you conform to the way that we expect you to act and behave and believe? John in his letters reminds those who listened that their love and their Christian love for each other was a testimony to the love of God in their lives. People would meet Jesus in the loving relationships they saw between fellow Christians. really like this image. It's drawn from the Matha people of Cameroon. 
It displays a real depth and tenderness. Despite everyone being gathered, it's not a passive image. It really seems to have movement and action. Yet at the same time, there's a really strong sense of unity. It's a nice picture of what happens when believers gather together. But we need to recognise that being part of a community, a fellowship, can be challenging. The call to welcome, to include others in love, to live in love alongside others requires God's help and example. Because it quickly raises questions. How do we welcome and include those whose Christians belief are different to ours? How do we welcome those who are seeking Jesus? Is our church a safe place to explore what they believe? Do we encourage people to ask challenging questions without fear of rejection? Is time and space created and maintained to allow the love of God to permeate our very beings? To permeate their very beings? Does our love for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ allow for the difference and diversity in all its forms? Now, I'm conscious this can be completely overwhelming. It can be really difficult to process. In fact, you might well be sitting there going, well, David, I just can't take that in. That's too much for me. But it's a challenge that we have to face as a church because the option that is the opposite to that is to retreat into our comfort zones. To enjoy the church as it is. Not changing, not evolving, not responding to God's call. And the challenge that God gives us is to love unconditionally. Mother Teresa says something here which is very wise and very helpful. If we commit to allow God's agape love to flow out of us, even in the smallest things, what kind of transformation can we expect in the way we welcome those who are seeking Jesus? What transformation can we expect in the way that we live as the body of Christ, in the quality of our shared fellowship. God might not be calling you to do a great thing, but he is calling you to do all of the small things you do with great love. John Vanier was a Catholic priest who was instrumental in establishing the Lash community, which was a community that works with disabled adults. He says this. Dear friend, John says, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. If we love one another, God lives in us. In loving others, our lives are then enriched by the love of God. God inhabits our very lives, our actions. Now just imagine that you're sitting in one of John's churches, a group of mainly Jewish Christians, many separated from their families because they've been thrown out when they converted to Christianity, a few Roman slaves, a couple of well-off Roman citizens, a shrine prostitute being cared for by the church because since she became a Christian, she has no way of earning money. They've been brought up differently. They eat different foods. They might even speak different languages. 
They have on the face of it almost nothing in common. Except all of them have heard the word and they've seen God's love in action and they've responded with their very lives. Welcomed into the body of believers now, they're trying to work out how to live and love one another as Jesus had loved them. Now, whatever people might tell you, friends, whatever you might be able to find on the internet when you search Google for the word church, church is not always neat and tidy. Church can be messy. Loving others as Christ loved us is not neat and tidy. It's messy. It's time-consuming. Occasionally, it can even break your heart. In committing to love others, are we prepared for the messiness that comes with loving others as Christ loved us? The glorious, unpredictable messiness. Because the reality is, friends, we're one body, the body of Christ. And as we welcome people into the body, we accept that we have a mutual responsibility, a mutual accountability for each other's flourishing. As I am responsible for your flourishing, you are responsible for mine. As I am responsible for your well-being, you are responsible for mine. The church is the living body of Christ, the visible manifestation of the love of God in this world. And whether we recognize it or not, we are an integral part of the body of Christ here at Breton. And as part of that body, God has placed each of us here with our gifts, our talents, and our abilities to build up the church, to enable it not just to exist, but to flourish, so that each of us can make Jesus known through the way that we love one another. We all have a part to play. I mentioned this in the first service, but you are not here by accident. Your gifts and your talents and your abilities are needed by the church now. You are here because this is the time and this is the place for you to live out the love of God in action. And together, if we all do that, we will change not only the lives of the people inside this building, but the lives of the people outside. Now that brings us to well-being. One thing that is abundantly evident from the epistles and the the acts of the apostles was that the early church was characterized by how Christians loved one another, how they cared for one another, how they lived in community. Now, as we know and as we read through the epistles, they got progressively worse at that as they started to fall out about doctrine and various other bits and people. But right at the beginning, and for the first few years, that did characterize what they were known for back into 1 John. We have loved, or we love, because he first loves us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So how can we as Breton Baptist Church love one another and in doing so build one another up? How do we do this in the context of a highly individualistic society that doesn't fully understand what it is to live in community? How do we support each other's physical and spiritual well-being 
How do we show love to one another through times of illness and incapacity, bereavement or unemployment? How do we genuinely care for those in our fellowship with long-term illnesses and disabilities? How do we share our skills and abilities for the mutual building up of the body? How do we express God's agape love for each other? In this world, John says, we are like Jesus. So we have confidence to approach the throne of grace, to approach God because of Jesus, because of his love for us, his agape love. And here we come to the words on the slide. If we believe, if we understand that we are beautiful, worthy and important to God, that impacts on our own well-being. But it also enables us to love others with the love that Jesus has for us. Our care for others, our love for others, flows out of the confidence that God loves us. As we love, John says, God lives in us. And if God lives in us, our lives will bear fruit. David Jackman reminded us that where God is present, his people will produce the characteristics of his life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we've seen that the love of God poured out into our lives welcomes others into the body of Christ, the church. And as the body of Christ, we're mutually responsible and accountable for each other's well-being. As this demonstrates God's great agape love and his demonstration and the demonstration of God's agape love is witness, welcome, well-being and witness. You will, as I was, be very shocked and distressed by the events of Christchurch on Friday. Now, a few hours later, Andrew Greystone, a Christian, stood outside a mosque in Manchester with a sign that says, You are my friends. I will keep watch while you pray. This is the love of God in action. A sermon to the love of God in 11 words. If only I could be that concise. Dear children, says John, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Let's flip the word out. Dear children, let us not witness with words and speech, but with actions and truth. doesn't mean that we don't use words or we shouldn't use words, but those words should be accompanied by actions. So how do we love with actions and in truth here at Breton Baptist Church. In our worship, do we proclaim consistently the love of God? Do we celebrate as those that have been loved with a love that is no, well, unlike any love that the world has ever seen? In our relationships with the local community, do we reach out in a way that demonstrates and reveals God's love? In our outreach, does love inform our actions, infuse our conversations, explain our motivation? And in our support for other Christian charities and organisations, does love drive our giving, 
our volunteering, our participation. Loving others as Christ loved us is no easy option. It's messy, it's at times challenging, and at times it can be exhausting. But to John, it just wasn't an option. Loving others involves understanding that God loves us with his agape love. His love for us is unconditional and cannot be earned. We're called to live in the love of God. It involves loving our brothers and sisters in Christ with the same quality of love as Jesus loves us. This commits us to body ministry, to living out our place within the body of Christ, exercising the gifts God has given us, doing ordinary things with extraordinary love. And through the exercise of love, we witness to the love of God, not just by our words, but by our actions and in truth. As our motto version says, let's live for God's glory. Let's love one another. Let's make Jesus known. Because as John says, in this world, we are like Jesus. Let us be both a sign of God's love and a signpost to the one from whom that love originates, Jesus Christ. As a community, let's rise to the call. Let's live in love. Amen.